Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another iAnimate podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to episode 51. In this episode, we have senior animator for Riot Games, Jason Schum, who's also one of our games instructors. Jason's currently working on League of Legends over at Riot Games, and before that, he was at Ready at Dawn, where he worked on The Order 1886. He's also worked on such titles as Mercenaries 1 and 2, Star Wars Clone Wars, and Medal of Honor. He's also worked at such studios as Blur, EA, and Pandemic Studios. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with him about his career, working both in game cinematics and TV. Uh, so let's bring him on. Uh, first of all, I always like to thank my guests. I know, as you mentioned here, you're kind of getting home late and stuff, and I know you've got a schedule. And, and so we just always really appreciate your guys' time. And it's a, it's a neat portion to be able to kind of give back to the community. So I really just like to, first of all, thank you for joining us in this podcast. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm definitely happy to be on and, and, uh, I'm actually a big fan of the podcast. So awesome. Very yeah. cool. All right. Um, I always like to kind of get a, a little bit of history. If you don't mind kind of jumping into maybe how you got into the industry, did you always want to animate, um, maybe how you got trained and maybe, uh, your first kind of gigs? Yeah, I, um, I, I'm originally from Canada and, uh, born and raised up there and I was just I was basically, I wasn't one of those types of, <laughs> I wasn't one of those types of people that, that, uh, you know, the animation bug bit me very early. Uh, I was, I kind of fell into it uh, later. I was more of a, you know, I was definitely uh, artsy and, and, and did a lot of drawing and painting and stuff like that. Uh, but I was kind of steered towards the fine arts side a bit more. Cause I think that's really all I knew. Like that's kind of what was in front of me. Gotcha. And, um, I, I, I went to I went to university. I'm actually from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for all the people from Saskatchewan out there, <laughs> a little shout out. Uh, yeah, basically <laughs> it's Central Canada. It's, yeah. So um, I went to school out there, and I was I because I was a, a good art student. It was like it was like the one path that everybody told me to go to. So I just kind of listened, and it was like, hey, you should do fine arts, and and so I went and tried to do uh, fine arts, and I did a couple years in university, and um, I was, uh, you know, I was okay, but um, I remember the, the the point where I realized that it wasn't really going to pan out for me was uh, was I I was really good friends with um, uh, a senior, and he was about to graduate, and he was like the rock star of our program. Like <laughs> he had gallery shows, and and he was just like, you know, he had his own style already, and 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 he could fill like he could fill our school gallery with paint with like forty paintings and. And I was basically like, hey, you know, he's kind of like a hero of mine at the school. And I was like, hey, I was like, what do you, you know, like, what, what's the plans, you know, when you graduate? And he was like, oh, uh, you know, a, a cousin of mine, you know, he's a flight attendant. He, he knows uh, he, there might be some jobs, you know, being a flight attendant. And I was like, what? I was, I was like completely blown away. I was like, it was like rocked my world. I was like, <laughs> you're like the star of our program, right? And he was like, he like looked at me and he was like, dude, he's like, do you know how hard it is to be a fine, like a fine artist, like just establishing yourself in this, in the industry and you're having your own shows and, 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 and doing all that kind of stuff. Like, um, and I was like, no, I hadn't even thought about it. I was just painting and drawing over here. Join the ride, huh? Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, that was like, so that was like, I have many like kind of like, um, um, light bulb moments in my path, but like, that was like the first one where I was like, Oh, like I have as much talent in me as he does in his pinky. So I'm <laughs> screwed. Right. Um, so 
I, I started to kind of uh, uh, kind of branch out a bit. And, and luckily, this is one of those things that just kind of happens, right? Like I had an uncle who's really good friend, worked at an animation studio. And this mm-hmm. is in Vancouver, out in BC. And I was just happened to be there out in the summer. Uh, it was summertime. I was spending my time out in Vancouver. And he he called her over to his house. And I was staying there. And I showed her my portfolio. I was all fine. You know, it was all like life drawing, um, you know, nude models, all that stuff like that. Still art. A bowl of fruit. <laughs> and uh, she was like, cool. She's like, yeah, this is, you know, good stuff, solid stuff. Uh, but, you know, this is nothing like what we do. And she like pulled out this folder and it had like character design sheets and, you know, like like uh, um, mood boards and, and all the kinds of like promo art and stuff like things like like you know obviously i'd grown up seeing but i never you know it just didn't click for me that's that funny yeah i was just like okay yeah i guess that's and he was like yeah uh, she was like yeah like if, if you want to get into it, this is what you need to do and she's like you should go to um school for this and and up in canada it's kind of like uh at the time this was like uh 19 it was 1999 and, and hang on a second it was uh you cut out oh am i back Testing, testing. Nothing. Oh. Let's see here. How about now? Am I good? Um, you can't hear me Wait at a all. Second. Make sure it's not on my end. Audio. Hello, hello. Test. hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hang on, it might be on my end because I'm testing the speakers. Hang on a second. You there? Yep, I'm here. Dude, that was crazy. I don't know why it changed or what happened. Oh. Okay. Uh, we're still recording, so I think we're good here. But you mentioned this is in Canada, and you went to go into the year. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So up in Canada, like for 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 schools at the time, it was kind of like you either go to Sheridan, where a lot of a uh, uh, 2D animation was done, mm-hmm. or you you maybe try your you try your path at this new thing called 3d animation and um there just happened to be a really good school in vancouver called vancouver film school and i happened to just you know i stopped by checked out an open house and was just you know i saw that it was to me at the time it was just like these i couldn't i honestly probably couldn't even tell the difference between 2d animation and 3d animation like visually looking at it like i was i was just like if someone was like, oh, this is done on a computer, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, um, but, you know, people were like, oh, 3D, you know, this is growing. And it was around the time that I guess um, Jurassic Park had just come out. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, oh, like, this was done on the computer. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. You know, didn't even know how it was done. So, and, and so I, you know, I decided to enroll there. And um, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was probably the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I, I it, at the time there was a tent. It was um, like one year programs there. Okay. And I was very computer illiterate as well. So I basically walked into the school, uh, not even knowing like what a megabyte was. <laughs> and, and 10 months later I walked out with a, with an animation reel. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a super intense 10 months, you know, okay. I basically just lived, eat and breathe uh, uh, animation and CG in general. And, um, 
yeah, it was it was a really great experience. I happened to be in a in a in a good class with a a lot of uh, talented people that I could kind of bounce off of. And um, once I, um, it, it was more of a school where they they uh, uh, push you to be more into film. And um, so I, I was just like any other student coming out of school where I was like, oh, I want to go to Pixar. You know, Pixar is where, you know, that's 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 the goal. And, and uh, just like any other student, I applied and just like any other student or most students, I got a nice little rejection thing. Actually at the time, back in the day, they used to, I probably, I assume they don't do it anymore, but they used to give out uh, uh, rejection postcards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I get, I get, you know, sent off my reel and in the mail, I get back a, a little uh, postcard of Woody's on it. He's all happy. And he's kind of like, <laughs> He's like, sorry, try again, you know, or thank you kind of thing, right? And um, it's, it's funny because I kept it back. This is back in the day when you had to like buy videotapes and, and, and make, you know, your own headers and your own little stickers on the videotape and send nice. them out physically, you know, like, and, uh, you know, they would, they would send back, uh, you know, snail mail back to you. So I would keep all these rejection letters. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, a, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting time because, uh, and I like to, I, I tend to tell students this too, which is, um, for me, it was, it was, it was a really depressing time when I graduated because, uh, no one told me, um, that, um, that you're kind of like on your own. Right. So when I was in school, I had this great support system, you know, all my peers, my teachers, I had this amazing state of the art equipment, you know, you knew where to show up every single day. And all of a sudden you're finished school and it's all gone. <laughs> and, and, and if I was like in that situation again, I'd, I'd be like telling people, I'd be like, Hey, like, you know, this is what's, it's almost like these are the stages you will, you will go through when you graduate, you know, uh -huh. you go through like maybe a little bit of sadness and or happiness that you're done. And, but then the real world sets in and you got student loans and all stuff like that. And um, um, no one really kind of like, you know, told me that I guess I could have figured it out on my own, but uh um, when I graduated, I, I was one, I wasn't one of the lucky ones that kind of like, not lucky, but like, you know, uh, fortunate ones that, that was like, you know, get a job even before you're done school, which happened to some classmates. I, I, you know, I was sending out reels. I probably sent out like 150 reels Wow. and, um, didn't get any responses, like just rejection letters. Right? Uh -huh. And, um, it was, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm from central Canada and I'm, my, my student loan money ran out and I basically, uh, you know, I had to move back home, my parents back to central Canada. And it was really, it was very much like, uh, you know, you, you know, when you're on your own and then you kind of have to go back under the roof of somebody else's, uh, rules, you know? Uh -huh. Um, so, uh, you know, all my friends in Vancouver were like, don't go back, don't go back. Cause you know, you're not going to come back. You know, that's what's going to happen. You're going to go, you're going to, you know, you're going to go back to, you know, do it, you know, your get settled way. in over there. huh? Yeah, exactly. Get settled in. And, um, you know, so that was, that was a big, uh, worry of mine. Um, and fortunately I, uh, when I went back home, there just happened to be like a 3d school that was popping up in my, in my city. And they were like the first 3d school in that area. And, uh, they needed, uh, they needed instructors. Right. Mm. So, so here I am, uh, you know, freshly graduated <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm uh, teaching, you know, teaching other students. And it turned out to be like, it was a kind of a TA position, but it turned out that the the instructor um, was just basically reading from a book, from a textbook. Wow. So he was reading the lesson plan to the students. And, and even with my limited knowledge of like one year of experience, I, I knew more. So I, I basically kind of just took the reins and started teaching. But the, the great thing about it was that 
they had, you know, they had pretty good computers there. So yeah. I actually continued to work on my animation and um, I spent four months there, four to five months there uh, teaching, but, but just basically just continuing to do what I was doing in school, which is just grind, right? Just day in, day out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put the hours in and, and I could see a steady improvement in my animation. And it's, it's really interesting when you, when, you know, I also tell students is when you, when you take that support system away, it really kind of like forces you to sink or swim in a way. Very, uh-huh. And, um, and, and for me, it was like very like, I, you know, you know, the looming student loans and all that stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I continued to, to work and then, and, and another round of demo reels went out and, uh, this time with newer work, like two or three new pieces. And, um, I actually got a, um, so, the new batch went out and I actually got a call back from uh, this place called Volition in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they, they went on to make like saints row and, and uh, red faction and games like that. Right? Mortal combat, right? Uh, no, that's uh, another realm, I think. Okay. Okay. It was the same area. I mean, same. Um, okay. In Illinois area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same. Maybe I'm getting too mixed up. Um, but they were, uh, they were, you know, the smaller studio and they were working in games and um, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I hadn't, I was, I hadn't like, uh, you know, games was something that, that I didn't even fully learn in uh, school. Like there was no fleshed out game program to kind of teach you how to like, uh, you know, be more of a game developer. Like um, we have at iAnimate. Exactly. Like, yeah, like <laughs> students now it's like, uh, you, know, you, can, you can find that stuff. Right. And, and, um, um, back then it was, it was, it wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. And, um, um, but fortunately I, um, you know, there was, there was a, there was a lead animator there, a uh, shout out to Tim Borelli, uh, my first lead. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, uh, you know, he saw my reel and he, they, they flew me in and, um, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there. And just as a side note, like when I was, when I had started and a few months into the, to, into my gig, I, happened to have a conversation with, with my lead. And he was, I was basically like, how, I was like, I was very curious. I was like, what made you kind of like pick me, you know, out of however many people there were. And um, he gave me uh, an interesting answer, which was um, that he had seen my reel, um, my first reel when I graduated. And he was kind of like, yeah, it's all right. You know, whatever. It's, it's like, it's fine. Uh, But not quite at the quality that we're looking for. And um, he actually saw my second reel when I applied and he basically was like, oh, this guy is growing. That's right? killer. There's, yeah, there's a trajectory here. Nice. And um, so that's what I, like, I, I, you know, being someone who's experienced that, I, like, I also tell my students as well, like, like um, people, um, people see that, you know, like when I'm, when I'm, you know, looking at reels online and then I see something and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember names and stuff like that. So if like, a year passes and I see the work, I see work again and I see improvement. Like that kind of stuff sticks with me. Nice. I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one. It sticks with people that are, you know, looking for animators and stuff like that. So um, people recognize that kind of improvement and especially, you know, I, I, I run into a lot of people that don't um, want to post their work online. Cause it's like, Oh, it's not ready yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, it's like, well, you're not, you know, you may never be ready or in your head, you may never be ready. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, just kind of post it and, and add the context that it's like, you know, work in progress. It's a student assignment, blah, blah, blah. And then people will, you know, people that, that, that follow will, will kind of see the growth there. That's cool. Uh, 
yeah, so that was kind of my my first experience. And I spent a year out in uh, Volition and, and um, you know, having not really, you know, I was, I was definitely a gamer growing up, but it didn't occur to me that like I would, you know, that, you know, making games or whatever. It was almost, it was always like Hollywood, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, once I started making games, I was like, I got, I really got into it. You know, mm. I, I realized that there was more to it. Like it was just so many moving parts. And that's kind of even to this day why I, I love doing it. It's just like that collaboration feel. So um, I totally kind of fell in love with it and, and, and got into there. I spent a year out there and I, I, I after a year, I moved out to LA um, and, and worked at Pandemic Studios uh, where I worked on games like um, Mercenaries and, and um, Saboteur. And um, actually spent, I spent nine years there and uh, which is a long time. Yeah, for, that's great. In the industry. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, they ended up shutting down in 2009, but it was a, you know, it was an amazing time. It was, it was a great company. Um, and, um, after that, I, I, you know, because I got laid off, it was kind of like, it kind of stung and it kind of hit me out of nowhere. Like it was the first time I got laid off in this industry. And, um, um, I was feeling, you know, just a little burnt out from it. And, uh, I decided to, it was a good time to try to try other things. So I decided to, to, try like more kind of vfx cinematics film type stuff so mm-hmm. i spent a few i spent a few years um unfortunately being in la there's a lot of uh, effects houses and cinematics houses here and um so I, I jumped around and i worked you know jumped around to places like blur studio working in on a lot of cinematics there and places like zoic and psyop and and um uh, working on commercials and films and uh yeah so it was um that was really great because every single place i went to um was i was exposed to a completely different workflow okay right and 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 very much in the vein where like um the very first industry job you get is like this you know they say that's your second education which it totally is it's like it's like school times 10 right (laughs) you're thrown in and you have to you know all the things that you hadn't paid attention to like file naming conventions and and (laughs) best practices and stuff like that all of a sudden it matters right everything Uh so um my 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 third education was when I uh, left games for a few years and and started doing um, like cinematics and film type stuff because it was um, it was a whole nother um, education like uh, all of a sudden so. well all of a sudden it wasn't like um, you know when you're working in games um, it's it's you know like I said super collaborative and and everybody speaks the same language to a certain extent right so it's like it's like um, you know, you'd be working on a system and be like, hey, you know, like, you know, like the camera in, in God of War, uh, you know, that moment in God of War when this, when you hit the cinematic or they do the certain system in this other game, like that's what we're trying to create. And you're like, oh yeah, everyone in the room kind of is like, oh yeah, yeah, like I get it. Yeah, totally yeah. So once I got into film, I worked in, I, I immediately uh, went to Blur and I worked at places like Third Floor, like doing previews and stuff mm-hmm. as well. And it was the same conversation, except it was like, it was like going from Maya to Max, right? It was like all the functions are there, but the names are completely different. <laughs> so all of a sudden I'm sitting in a meeting and it's like, oh, you know, like this rack focus shot from this film and this particular sequence from this film. And everyone in the room is like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, I have to like, you know, like I watch movies just like everyone else, but I'm not like, you know, super film, but uh-huh. everyone else was. And so it was, it was very much like, like my whole my whole language of communication was flipped, right? Like I could talk, I could talk the, the gaming language and all of a sudden 
everything that like I had by then I'd been in the industry for nine years and it was almost like it didn't even matter. Like it was, <laughs> it was just like, like you don't speak this language. So it's harder for you. And um, so I had to kind of relearn processes and, and just like, just kind of different things. And it's not to say like that they they were completely separate. It was just like, I'm talking about like the day-to-day minutia of the process. Right. 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 It's, it's different. Like it's all animation, obviously, but right. You know, just the kind of day-to-day is, is a little bit more different. So. Variation in dialect, so to speak, you know, yeah. and that I've makes seen, sense. And I've seen that happen like on the other side where it's like, um, you know, very experienced non-game animators come into games and, and, and they have to ramp up too, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to like, you know, if you don't play games, it's like, oh, you, you know, you're probably in for a world of learning, right? <laughs> a world of education. So um, <laughs> it's, it's all about doing your research, right? And, and taking the challenges as they come. So to me, that was like my first education in games and then my second education uh, doing the film stuff. Um, so after a few years of doing the film stuff and just kind of uh, freelancing around, as any, you know, anybody listening who's, who's done that path, it's like, it, you know, it's a bit of a grind. It's a bit of a hustle. And um, I was starting a family. So I, 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 um, I found myself missing games and missing just the kind of, not just the collaborative process, but also um, the, the kind of longevity of the projects mm. and which, which can, which means stability as well. Right. Right. Um, some people might laugh like stability in the game industry, but it's, it's true. It happens, you know, it's like depending <laughs> what studio you're at. Right. And um, so, uh, yeah, so I went back into games. I went back to uh, uh, EA and um, uh, worked at EA for a while. And then I, and then I went over to ready at dawn where we worked on the order 1886, which was a yeah. game. And then after uh, rad, I, uh, I came over to riot and I, yeah, I just, I'm been arrived for about a year and a half now. So, is it senior animator? Senior animator. Yeah. yeah work, working on League of Legends, um, specifically on the skins personalization team. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played it at all, but I loved the look of uh, the Order eighteen eighty six. I thought that was really really cool look. Um, yeah, um, it was. Uh, I learned so much in, on that project. It was. Uh, it was. I actually moved from LA down to Orange County, like just an hour south. Um, for the company because i you know i thought it was a it was a really cool project and um um visually it was just yeah it they, they definitely hit a, a good bar especially with a small team like in, in games you know some of these some of these games that you see that are super super high fidelity mm-hmm. and just like really pushing that quality bar um you know there's 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 two three hundred people behind there yeah, right? wow. just cranking right and um at, at ready at dawn it was it was a very small team like we were in-house maybe over 100 people obviously we had remote people here and there but uh-huh. um we were yeah we were definitely a smaller squad and um yeah it's definitely definitely a talented team learned a lot now that was for the ps4 ps uh <coughs> for the ps4 yeah so. okay gotcha gotcha sorry i said ps3 before PS4. yeah that's what i wanted to make sure i was like <laughs> yeah, i thought that was a newer one here yeah <laughs> um real quick question because i want to keep going in this vein here but what what was the deciding factor? What made you want to move out from uh, Volition over in Illinois, uh, Illinois, to LA? Um, I guess it was a, it was a, it was a couple things. I think it was, it was somewhere that, you know, regardless of project or company, it was somewhere that I wanted to, to go. Like mm-hmm. it just growing up, I just growing up in Canada, it was kind of like LA is like this gotcha. place. You know? Okay. Um, and, uh, 
so yeah, it was kind of somewhere I was like, I, I thought I was going to spend like a year out here and I'm going on like, you know, 17 years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it was, it was more like, a, you know, trying out a city. And then um, also, also it just happened to be, um, I think at the time, and it still is one of the major gaming hubs um, in North America. Uh, a lot of, lot of different studios here, which means, you know, you can, you can, um, you know, like, uh, you're not just, it's not like the only game in town, right? That studio. Right, right. A lot of, there's a lot of studios, which means um, there's a lot of competition, which means there's a lot of good quality people and opportunities. And opportunities. And then also on the other side of it, it's like, you know, when there's a lot of companies, like companies have to treat you well, you know? Mm. And, and, and so, yeah, it's a, I guess industry works that way when there's a bigger industry. So, um, yeah, those are the two big things for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So from there, you mentioned, uh, you're a senior animator over at riot, uh, games and you're working on league of legends. What are you doing on that? Uh, so I'm, uh, basically just, just animating on it. I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on the skins team, which is, uh, well, I guess it's, it's, uh, it's a personalization team officially. And, um, the way skins team. Yeah. Skins. So the way okay, that's uh, what threw me here. Okay. So <laughs> help me out here yeah it's uh it's it's so the way league of legends is is uh split up is that there's uh uh you know on a on i guess more of a general level on the arts side there's three there's three mini teams right and there's uh there's a champion team which basically makes the new the new characters in the game the new champions we're, we're constantly creating new champions i think we're over like 150 right now and 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 we keep making more and they keep pushing the quality bar there cool and then there's the um, uh, champ up or champ champ rework team, which is basically like, you know, being that there's 150 characters and that there is, this is like a, you know, going on six or seven year old game now. Um, there's some characters that could use some visual upgrades. Right. Mm. And so they, they tackle that part of it where they, you know, they take your favorite champion and they basically, you know, basically bring it into 2017 and, and make it like, super awesome right upgrade and then yeah exactly the upgrade and then <laughs> and then there's a team that i'm on which is uh skins which is uh for every champion there is um there is like different there's different thematics to that champion so you have a champion and it was like it, it's kind of like hey how would this champion be in an alternate universe right so you have like this viking champion for example and how would they be in like um you know, like in a Christmas setting or something like that, right? <laughs> I got the Santa suit on or something like that, right? It's not always silly. Sometimes it's very serious and dark, and then sometimes it's it's more like just fun. Uh -huh. And um, every champion has has uh, many different skins, and um, I, lo I I love working on the, on that team because it's um it's uh, as far as variety goes, you know, you you you're really going through a lot of champions. Like in the span of a year, you could probably work on like you know, 10 champions if, if, um, if you're lucky. Right. And just, um, and that's cool because you get to work on different styles, right? Cause 150 characters, there's just all variations. Yeah. There's quadruped <laughs> creatures. There's, there's like, um, you know, all different forms of females and males and, and, you know, all different kinds of stuff. So, um, it's good variety to, to working on it. So. Very cool. Now as a senior animator, what, demands are put upon you that may be different is there anything um yeah i think um what separates uh uh maybe separates kind of that senior title role um specifically a riot probably in most companies is is that um 
you know, traditionally senior animators in the game industry are um, looked upon to basically uh, set a quality bar, set a certain quality bar, right? And um, it's no different at Riot. There's definitely, you know, as a senior, you, sh you should be pushing the quality and, and really establishing that look. Uh, but also, um, also Riot, it, it also means mentorship as well. So okay. um, being able to um, not just crank out badass work, but to be able to convey and communicate um, how you do your process to like uh, associates or mid-level animators or other seniors um, or, or your principal animator, right? Just being able to communicate that and, and, and um, actively, actively mentoring or leveling up uh, people around you or animators around you. I think that's, a, that's definitely a big pillar of, of what being a senior is at Riot. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, yeah, those, those are the two big kind of things. That's neat because as you're mentioning that, obviously for those that don't know, um, you're one of our games instructors here at iAnimate. Yep. So that's kind of a, a similar role in regards to the mentorship here. What do you look for in regards to maybe people who are coming into the uh, gaming industry or maybe, maybe a new hiree at, uh, at Riot Games there that might be kind of coming under your team there that might be more junior? What are you looking for? Um, I think, uh, um, I guess uh, there's probably a few things that to kind of like to start off is, is, is obviously just like getting your foot in anywhere. It's like you, there, there's a certain quality bar to, to what you need to be getting to, right? And um, uh, so, so that's kind of like the baseline. That's almost like a given, right? Yeah. And then once you hit that quality bar of, of, of being able to be in a junior role, um, it's, it's, it's all about, to me at least like it's all about um your attitude and your trajectory right so um attitude being um yes you are you know hitting this junior level quality and but but like how is your how's your how's your personality how's your attitude are you are you like what we what we tend to talk about a riot a lot is like a, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset right and and you know Riot as a company is always looking for people with a growth mindset, people that that um, are looking to improve and grow and continue to grow, not just in their craft, but also like, um, you know, I guess resilience is being maybe the wrong word, but just kind of adaptability, right? So like okay. being thrown something outside of your discipline and mm -hmm. and just rolling with it, right? And 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 picking it up and trying to trying to to, to bring the same quality you would bring to that as your animation, right? So finding people that 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 um, are are want to face that challenge, right? And um, that's that's something that we kind of try to uh, pick out when we're interviewing or, or talking to people. Um, and and that kind of goes with trajectory too, right? Like looking at somebody's work and kind of trying to suss out like how how you see them like a year from now, five years from now, three years from now, right? Like. Um, you know, talking to them where, you know, what, what their goals are and stuff like that. So um, personality is, I think personality is a big thing. Cause like uh, there's definitely a big, uh, um, there's a big, uh, you know, kind of emphasis placed on, on culture at Riot mm -hmm. and, and just the, the culture at Riot is, 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 is it a very important thing um, in, in how you kind of fit in. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that, that, definitely um is placed as high importance what would you say the culture is there um i think you know i mentioned the kind of growth and fixed mindset but also okay. kind of like very 
uh, very, very, very collaborative, right? And and it's the kind of place that um, um, I guess one of the reasons why I really enjoy working there is is how collaborative it is, and it's it's like a lot of other companies. It's kind of like more of a like a lot of the game companies is more of a, a flat hierarchy, right? There's still roles and and positions like juniors, uh, mid levels, and seniors, and principals and leads, um, but uh, the that's 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 more of like accountability, right? Okay. As far as like day to day, like, like, like I've been at other companies where like I could create an animation and like everybody hates it except for my lead. My lead loves it. And guess what? It gets approved because my lead loved it. Right. And it's like, you know, other people can hate it and they're just like, Oh, well, you know, like it got approved from up top. So that's fine. And, um, that kind of thing, um, doesn't really fly at a place like Riot, and I'm sure at a lot of other companies, it's the same kind of thing where um, anybody, regardless of, of title or role, is, is, is free to, not just free to, but expected to, to give the feedback. Mm, that's cool. If you're, not, if you're not feeling it, don't just like sit there and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you're not feeling it, it's like, you know, it's your job to like um, give that feedback. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's really interesting because when I first got there, um, um, we don't actually have a lead animator on the team. Okay. So uh, it was, I was like, well, I was like, I was like, so who's a, who, who approves my animation? And and some people were like, they were like, you do. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, but you know, like as we got to talking, it was more like, it wasn't like the point they were trying to make is that like not one person does. Okay. Right? It's like your team that, the, the, you know, the small team that you work on, you kind of, you come to an alignment on, 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 on the on the animation right that's awesome not, you won't necessarily have like um um someone who's not an animator basically be like oh you need to like you need to like uh push that foot two frames over and really watch your arc on that part right <laughs> like they won't they won't come at you in the animation terminology but they'll come at you more from like a feeling perspective right and like does this match does this match the character right and those those are those are uh you know to me more important factors than craft notes like animation right obviously animation is like you're anybody who's gotten to the level of working at a studio um is generally like they can pump out professional work like that's mm. why they're there right right um i think what um kind of separates certain people is like how they're thinking about that final work especially in games right like you're not just trying to pump out the best animation you can period right? You're trying to pump out the best animation you can under, um, you know, certain restrictions and certain rules and certain, Mm -hmm. you know, in this potential, in this particular universe, right? And if that means that you have to um, um, change it because it doesn't fit the character or doesn't fit um, gameplay specifications, then, you know, we are, you know, what I tell my students a lot of times is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you you know, animation skills and animation craft. Um, but in our games program, it's like, you know, everyone who enters a studio should really think of themselves as a game developer first, right? And being a game developer first is not necessarily being like, oh, I, you know, busted out this badass animation. Too bad it's on this like terrible model, you know? <laughs> it's more like, how do I, how do I make it like, how do I help this person make their model better you know, and, and, but not being like, do it yourself. Cause you can't do it yourself. Right? right. It's this kind of ambiguous thing where it's like, 
making each other better um, indirectly in a way. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and that kind of, that generally means like kind of watching out for each other and giving that feedback, giving that hard feedback sometimes. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's cool. Do you find that um, with that culture of expecting people to kind of give input that it helps people receive critique easier? Yeah, I think um, the, uh, I think the more feedback you give, it kind of like, it kind of like hammers away at this thick layer of like, uh, of, of, you know, the shell that you have. Right. right? So if you're, if you're not used to getting feedback or giving feedback, um, the more you do it or the more you receive it, um, it just starts to feel normal. Right. Okay. um, I think just kind of like for, for people that are not like, you know, um, used to kind of doing that day in day out, it can be a little, um, difficult in the beginning and and for me who's who's kind of like uh, done that for a long time even when i got to a, a place like riot where it's very like hardcore feedback uh loops and feedback culture um it was actually difficult for me too to kind of like um really amp it up because it's like like i said like getting alignment with the team like that's not a tagline it, it's like a thing that needs to happen right that's cool and um uh, so yeah, like getting visibility on your work and, and, and that's a hard thing to like do just like do on your own. So, um, because everybody's kind of like, if everybody buys into that feedback loop, then, you know, it starts to become, um, an ingrained thing, you know, mm-hmm. almost like institutionalized is like, it just happens. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just hard to get started sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do you guys get feedback at Riot? Is it something you guys kind of go around in uh, desks or is it something that you guys have kind of dailies or how does that work for you guys there? Um, we're generally, uh, we generally sit, um, uh, we kind of like jump between uh, most studios, like they sit, like there's an animation pit, there's a character pit, there's a VFX pit. Um, and then uh, some companies work different where, they are more, they're less discipline grouped like mm-hmm. that, and they're more like product grouped. So like if you're working on this character uh, in the game, anybody who's working on that character, you guys all get together in a little pod, right? Or if you're working on this level, everyone who's working on the level gets together. And maybe you break up after like a week or a month or something like that, and you go back to your discipline pods, right? And I think it's, it's the same kind of thing, right? Where um, we all, um, we're all intermingled. So like, um, you know, even if I turn around, there's like a character, there's like a couple character artists and there's a VFX artist. And of course there's animators in the group too, but uh, we're all working on the same character. So we have to collaborate more, uh, which um, can sometimes um, you lose that, um, that, that, you know, tapping the animator on the shoulder beside you and basically, Hey, check this out. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And then they go, Oh, you should move this. Like, okay, cool. And then that, that kind of uh, interaction kind of gets lost sometimes. So we have to be, we have to be very conscious of, of trying to like um, meet, so we 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 tend to do uh, stand-ups and and walk-arounds and and stuff like that, and get everyone together to make sure we're 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 still doing that. Okay. So we have we have set we have like two or three meetups a a week where we can um, do that kind of stuff, and and we we operate you know in 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 uh, in Slack and all that stuff like that, and we're constantly like posting things for feedback and getting 
getting uh, things like that, which can be a little bit more difficult with uh, with uh, some of our remote animators. Uh, but we we make it work with like hangouts and stuff like that. Very cool. Um, your time at Blur Studios, if you don't mind just kind of transitioning, I noticed when I was watching your reel, you got to work on a very, very cool project that I, I uh, liked was the uh, DC one. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was killer, man. That was nice. some killer stuff. Yeah, I really cool. liked that uh, short, whatever. Uh, I mean, was it a short? I forget. Yeah, it was, it was, or, like it was a short cinematic. Yeah, yeah it was just amazing. Um, what was the uh, culture there for you at, at uh, Blur Studios? Um, that was like, uh, that was, that was an amazing time. Like I, <laughs> it's like I had the first education game, second education, um, in the film. So this was kind of like the second education where, um, uh, almost like a third education cause it was like cinematic, specifically cinematics. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had never worked in game cinematics before and, and blur blur definitely has its own very distinct culture. Um, everyone's very tight knit there and they just like, they just they just have a good vibe and they've all worked together like you know you turn around cinematics in a matter of like two to three months right so you know if you're if you're working together you've gone through you know over a year working together you've gone through like four projects together mm. when things you were on fire things got a little hairy and you you form a bond right and so you know going there um i could sense that in on the floor it was just like this very uh tight-knit group of developers or, or artists and um they, you know, they work hard and it's definitely a work hard, play hard, uh, type place. Okay. And, um, yeah, they just, they're, so it's the reason why I say it's kind of like a third education for me is that, um, I, I hadn't, I, I really learned how to like polish my work there mm. and, um, you know, working, uh, previously to that, like working in games, um, you, you don't have like a ton of time sometimes to really like narrow down on things and really like watch your spacing and your arcs and really go frame by frame on certain things. Um, and, and that's totally fine with me. Cause I'm, I'm definitely in the school where it's like a thought of mine where like, if you've hit the essence of the shot or the essence of the character, or the essence of the move, you've, you've provided player value, like 90%, 95% player value. And everything after that is like, um, really trying to impress other animators right <laughs> <laughs> so like you're, you're, you're like that that amount of like like spending another day to go from like 95 percent value to like 97 percent value is like is it really all that valuable when you can put putting that effort into like other animations gotcha um so that's my my school of thought on certain things but like when i went to blur it was like all of a sudden that last five percent really did matter that last 10 percent really did matter right mm. and um it was really interesting to me because I was so used to like taking things to 90% and making it look like pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, and, and maybe to the, to the, you know, somebody who's watching the cinematic on the internet, that 90% to hundred percent, they don't fully catch. Right. It's just like, Oh yeah, it's still cool. Like, um, but it matters, you know, to, 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 to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and that's where I learned to like, um, you know, really dive into that because they had some really talented animators there that, um, you know, just like, I, I think just like a place like Riot or Ready at Dawn where it's like, they were like the stakeholders of quality, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, if you don't have those stakeholders of quality at a company, um, things just start slipping, right? And and um, when but when you do have those strong voices, um, keeps everyone in check that's great yeah so so the supervisors and 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 lead animators there they were 
they were very much, uh, um, you know, we would have dailies, like sometimes we'd have dailies twice a day. Cause it was just so like, you know, like you're just iterating so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And you need to get the visibility, you need to get the eyeballs on it. So, um, that's where I learned to, to kind of like take my work to, to kind of more of a polished state. What were some of the things that maybe you learned during that time to, to train your eye to look for those, that last 10%? Was anything particular um, you can remember? I mean, it seems it seems like fairly obvious now, but even like when I w- when I was there and I was many years into my career, like I still wasn't, um, I still wasn't like super. Uh, I didn't fully like grasp spacing, which sounds weird. as like you're, you know, however many years into your animation career, but it was a, uh, it was something that I I um, didn't totally pay attention to all that much, and and I honestly didn't even really see the importance in it Mm -hmm. until I got somewhere there where like they really broke down. Like if something is moving from frame one to frame 10, the spacing in between. And I would like, you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, it, I definitely, I'll, I'll, you know, it's like, I'll let Maya do the work sometimes when I feel like it's right. Like, like I'm definitely not in the camp where it's like, don't let Maya do anything. (laughs) Um, you know, I do feel like, yeah, sometimes Maya does do a good job of interpolating certain things, right? And um, so, but then I learned a blur where I was like really taking control of each frame. And like, I ne- I didn't, I wasn't in that mindset when I got there, right? Right, right. It was very much like, hey, it looks good when I set a key from frame one to six, but it's like, oh, at blur, I learned how to like take came, take frame, a uh, key on frame three and like, and, and, and favorite one side of the- yeah, favorite one side of the other. And I was like, oh, okay, like, um, like I understood slow and slow, but like this takes it to a whole nother kind of like, yeah, more of a granular level, right? Um, and just really like, uh, just frame by framing through stuff, right? Because there would be, you know, there'd be people there that would like frame by frame through stuff, and they'd be like, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, what? Well, what? And then they like call me over. They'd be like, oh, like you know, this foot is doing this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, does that matter? But I was like, um, you know, when you do it, it feels good. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it just, yeah. So it's it's funny because like before that, I I used to look at really polished animation. I'd be like, that looks so clean. Like I don't know how. I don't even know where to begin to like make it look that clean. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like the animation's moving at 60 frames a second. That's how clean it looks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually moving at 30. It's like they're at the same frame amount of frames as you do. Um, but yeah, just kind of like, you know, sounds basic, but just tracking arcs and watching your spacing is like um, actually doing it. Like, like, <laughs> like I would do it on like, you know, like the, my main controls, but like doing it on like, you know, a lot of different controls, uh-huh. like your extremities, your arms and legs, and just, it, it, it's it's granular, but it makes a difference. In the yeah. Well, that's I guess I ask. I mean, like I said, I know this was sometime back here, but sometimes when you don't know what you're looking for, you don't you know you don't know what you don't know. So it's always neat to see for our hearers to to look for those things now and such. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned Blur was a, a very tight knit group. Did you find it difficult to kind of maneuver in, or were they very accepting for new artists? I think um, it was. Um, it was, it was definitely an accepting studio. It's one of those places where, um, um, again, like I kind of compare it to Riot in a way where there's like a trust factor, right? So like, um, and I feel that, I feel like I get that sense of a lot of studios, uh, especially studios that are really um, cranking out like really high fidelity work. Like 
there is a trust factor when you walk in the door. Like, like um, you're here for a reason. Yeah. You're here for a reason. Like we trust you're here because somebody said, Hey, you belong here mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're good enough to be here. So we're going to, uh, you know, a ride is like a tagline. It's like default to trust, right? We default to trust because we assume that the person beside you has the best intentions for the product. Right. So that way you don't be like, Oh, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. And, um, I felt like, uh, blur was, was definitely that way. They kind of like, um, you know, there was a trust factor there and, um, you know, it was kind of up to you to kind of lose the trust in a way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. That happens all the time. Right. Where it's like people, you know, can hang or they're, 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 you know, people kind of go in and out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I found that, yeah. So there was like a very much an attitude of like, um, you know, trusting the person beside you that they're, that they're there to do the best thing for the cinematic or, or for, for their, for their team. Um, but at the same time, it was also very much a place where, um, you know, if you're not doing the work that is expected of you, um, they're not a type of com- they're not the type of company that's going to carry dead weight. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of companies out there too, where they, you know, they'll, you know, you can float by, especially on a bigger teams. You can definitely kind of just like, you know, just be good enough kind of thing. Keep squeaking through. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you don't get a sense of that at places like, like blur where it's like, how is that person still here? Um, <laughs> at least, at least my personal uh, experience, right? I'm sure everyone has different. <laughs> gotcha. Um, What's been some of the uh, most difficult or challenging projects that you've worked on and maybe why? Um, most challenging projects. Um, a lot of the stuff at Blur I worked on was very challenging for me um, just because it was... New, env- new uh, environment in regards to jumping from games to cinematics? Yeah, just just proving that I belonged, which okay. was a hard, hard thing. It was like a mental thing for me. Like, okay. Um, and, um, yeah, so that was, those are very challenging to me. And, and just like the animator beside the animators shot be- before you and the animator shot after you are both like kick ass. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, Oh man, like what, you know, I have to like keep it flowing. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was definitely, uh, a challenging, uh, experience, but, um, Definitely like when I, when I left games and I started doing like the film stuff was very challenging to me, especially like, um, you know, the previs and live action stuff. Cause I had never, you know, worked in live action before and just like working with plates and kind of like the VFX, like everything that, that didn't exist in games, like match moving, compositing, rotoing and stuff like that. They're all mm-hmm. very new things to me. Um, and, and, you know, everybody that I was working with, it was one of those weird things like that, like I, I, I came in as a senior just based on my experience mm-hmm. and, and, and the certain quality level that I brought. Yeah. But I was, I was, <laughs> I was kind of a junior in certain ex- aspects of, of the, the process. So gotcha. it was this really weird thing where I was like, Hey, you're the new senior, but, but you, you want me to teach you how to bring the live action plate in? Kind of like, <laughs> yes, please, please tell me. You know? um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was challenging in that respect where, you know, sitting beside uh, animators that had worked on, like this animator I sat beside worked on, uh, you know, 
the you know the the episode one, two, and three Star Wars stuff and Jurassic Park and stuff like mm. that. It was like it was again, it was like a mental thing where you're like, oh man, like these are some badasses around me, and then but but as uh, I think what I find is like the greater the challenge, like when you do achieve it, it just feels so good, you know, like like when when I final like some of my first shots where like in dailies, they're like, yep, the shot's final. And you're just like, you're just like, you know, like I final the shot that, that is of the quality of, of this person that I really admire, mm. right. That I've seen their work online and, and um, it's always, you know, it's a good feeling. And yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, I have to say that like, just, you know, recent times, like uh, going to riot uh, was, was, was uh challenging continues to challenge me to this day but like when i first got there it was a very challenging time because uh um i had come from ready Dawn, which was like you know the furthest end of 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 what you know different animation styles there were right right uh the order 1886 was like we were shooting for like the realist of realism right and and really trying to push that quality bar and and um <clears throat> so my mindset was was kind of like um you know being being in that state of uh sorry my daughter so my daughter just walked in you got a visitor yeah um she takes priority yeah she takes priority <laughs> <laughs> um so uh okay uh where was that you're talking about from working at uh Ray oh, yes. dawn regards the fidelity dawn. there yeah in so the, transition it was it was like we were trying to push a, we were trying to push a certain quality bar right at dawn and even like to the point where like um, we would have uh, you know things like a, a real time physics ball in the scene, which I thought was brilliant when I got there. It was like like I, uh, I remember one time I did something like a jump, and, and uh, my lead like my lead was like, "Oh, this looks kind of fast. You should probably check it against the physics ball." And I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" And there was a scene where like real time uh, weight of a physics ball falling right. And it felt like slow motion, but then once I matched it up to the character, which also felt slow, but then once you play it, it feels real, hmm. right? So we were kind of like matching motion in that way where it was like, hey, we were very careful to like um, not, you know, push certain things in terms of style, right? Okay. Or in terms of timing, I guess I should say. And then, um, you know, going to Riot where it was like smear frames and like, <laughs> like, like literally moving from one place to the next over one frame and it's okay to do that. Um, I still, <laughs> I still remember when I first got the very first animation I did was like a laugh animation for a character. You can do these little emotes in the game where you'd like laugh and joke and taunt and stuff like that. And, and, and the laugh animation is probably like one of the most simplest animations in the game where it's like very, like you kind of like, ah, ha, ha, you kind of like do this kind of laugh. And, and, I did the same thing that I did at Ready at Dawn. I was like, okay, I grabbed my GoPro, I got my iPhone, and I went and shot some reference of me laughing. And and I uh, put it on this character, this like, it was Mecha Scion, this like huge robotic Optimus Prime type character. And um, I had him laughing. It was like this nice fluid like laugh, right? Hands in the air, like head thrown back. And I remember showing it in the, the dailies and I was all like, and I, I, was like, I was like, all right, this guy, this is my first animation. Uh, you, you know, I just reference, uh, check it out, give me some notes, you know, just whatever you want. And I played it and it was very much like that, that, that sinking feeling as, as it continued to loop each time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the silence every time it looped. It, like, it probably looped like 10 times before, someone, before one person was like, hmm, I think 
you should push it more. <laughs> and uh, everyone, like, this is obviously like everyone trying to be nice so they don't know me, right? It's like, you can see people, people's like expressions being like, this is the new senior animator. <laughs> okay. Right? So like, and I was like, afterwards I was, I was like very much kind of like, okay, like I really need to switch it up. Like I need like, almost that yeah yeah like i don't okay. it doesn't matter that this is like fluid and everything like so uh you know i just like translate why in the root was literally like jumping off the ground as he was laughing nah. right? it was just like that much kind of like up and down and it was like snapping as it was like laughing and and um and then you know next time i showed they're like oh yeah that's more like it right and then i had to like recalibrate my my brain um but um for me my my uh, base animation mindset is to be more fluid and I'm constantly like fighting that at, at Riot where gotcha. like, I'm trying to make it snappier and, and, and get that impact. And um, almost to the point where my animator brain's like, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. Right. But like being like, this is going like talking to myself, being like, it's okay. It, it's, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to look good in the game, you know? And um, so that's, that's uh that's something that like, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge. In that Very aspect. cool. Well, one of the things I really appreciate that you do is you post quite a bit on, uh, on social media. And I, that was one of the things I have noticed uh, of the animation stuff that in tests that you've done is you do have some of that. And I think we posted on our Facebook, on our animate Facebook where mm-hmm. you had some nice squash and stretch in, which was, I think for me, kind of a eye opener for, a games type uh, animation. You know, you typically think about that in a uh, feature or commercial where it is kind of that style, but for you to, to push it over even a frame, it made you feel that snappiness there. Yeah, it was, uh, and that's been something that's like, I've, you know, that's, that's been an education to me from the, from like the badass animators that are right. Right. Like constantly pushing that style and like ingraining it into my head. Mm. Um, and that's been like, that's the whole reason why I wanted to go to Rye was to kind of like push that, like to, to, to kind of level up that part of me. Right. Right. And um, knowing that it would be fun, but knowing it would be a challenge as well. Um, yeah. Very cool. Um, what have you been in enjoying maybe the most and learning the most as, as an instructor here at iAnimate teaching um, our games? Uh, I think, uh, for me, it's like I've, I've definitely I've taught at a lot of different schools in the past, uh, like brick and mortar, uh, mostly brick and mortar type schools. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the the part that's really enjoyable to me is like when you uh, like people are serious here, right? Like I find that like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna seek out uh, you know I animate and and sign up and just like not care or not be in it right and so for me there's like this baseline level of of um of dedicated people that that want to learn right so when you have a room like that um of people um you get you get to certain milestones quicker right cool you don't don't have to like you don't have to motivate you don't have to like kind of like uh kind of like pull people and walk walks through certain things it's like everyone there is super hungry. So um, like they'll figure things out. Right. And, and that's, that's a really cool feeling that like I can, um, I can teach what I'm going to teach, but also um, leave spaces for them to like 
figure it out themselves mm-hmm. like, in a way. So it's like, like I will take you this far and, and the hard part of like the kind of maybe creative side or ideation side is like that falls on you to like do it. And I will kind of give you feedback based on that. Right. Um, so there's like that, 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 that level of dedication that I, that I think is really cool um, that I found to kind of like be a pretty standard thing in my, in my two years here. That's awesome. Um, and um, you know, I think just general teaching, uh, general teaching stuff is like, is like, I love, I love the light bulb moments. Right. And they're always just like seeing the progression of someone from week one to week 11. And, um, and you know, it like not even like, like it even past that. Right. Like I love keeping tabs on my former students and um, it's been good here. Cause like people are really good about keeping in touch. So like a lot of my former students, they still hit me up and we'll interact on like, uh, we'll interact on social media and, and, it's awesome. Like the best feeling to me is when I like yeah, we'll go on LinkedIn and then like you get those updates, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a former student of yours, like now has like a job here and you're just like, that's, <laughs> that is awesome. Like that's just like, is, is like, I like that a hundred times. Kind of <laughs> there and, you go. Um, you know, send them a note, basically be like, congratulations. Like, like basically like being like, yo, like I've seen you level up so much and it's just been amazing to see like your growth. So um, that's, that's huge for me. I love that's killer. That. Very cool. Well, that's what's uh, neat having you guys like you here teaching. Um, one more thing here before we close. I know it's getting kind of late here, but the uh, anim breaks that you've been doing and you've been posting. Uh, can you talk a little about those? I want to give a little bit of plug and uh, people can kind of check those out as well. But what can you tell us what they are and what why they got started? Yeah, I guess um, you know I was I was kind of doing some tutorial stuff and and. Um, I noticed uh, when I was doing them, it was like, it's always my point of view, right? And when I'm teaching and I get these like great uh, notes and tips through like um, just random conversations at work. And there's a lot, there's so many times at work where like we're just talking at somebody's desk or at lunch or something like that. And we'll just like, not even meaning to, we'll just like dive into this animation conversation for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, like, we'll just be like, it's just like, it's just between me and that person. Uh-huh. And it just so happens that like when I, um, in an effort to kind of like get to know um, the whole animation team at Riot or like one by one, um, you know, I obviously I know them and I see them in a group setting, but like I don't get a lot of one-on-one time. Right, and, right. And, uh, a while back I started kind of like doing um, weekly one-on-ones and this is just impromptu and I feel like it's a good thing for anybody to do, which is like basically just set up one-on-one time with, your team right and that doesn't mean you have to be in a lead position right you could be an associate level and basically like hit up somebody and basically be like hey can we do like can we sync up and just like you know talk shop for a bit for like half an hour at your desk or something like that so i i started kind of doing that for, for the anim like just me kind of like going to different animators and i did that to kind of uh, try to set an example for a particular animator that i was mentoring at work um to basically uh, get her to um, get different perspectives. Cause I was, I was mentoring her day in, day out. And it was like, she was just hearing from me and that's just one perspective. And mm. um, you know, that's, you know, it should be more than just me, right? It should be the, the whole community should be lifting everybody up. Right. Um, so to, to kind of try to lead by example, I was like, Hey, I'm going to do the same thing and I'll, I'll meet with different people and we'll kind of like talk about what we learned in a way. And I found that, that I was getting like, 
tremendous value from it. Right. And these are people that like, I already talked to like right. Right? <laughs> when you're just sitting there and you're like, Hey, let's talk about animation specifically. And like, uh, uh, I started up by just going up to going to people's desks for half an hour and basically being like, Hey, what's, what are you like, what are you working on? And they'd open a file and I'd be like, Oh, like what's your first pass look like? And then they'd open that, that version or whatever. And we just get into this animation discussion. Right. Cool. And, um, I remember the specific sparking moment was like me and this other animator were talking and he, um, he, he, he was basically like, I was like, how do you get these great poses? Like you're always like, there's never any like kinks in the pose. There's always this nice, strong action. Right. And he was like, Oh, you know, I only animate the root and, and you know how there's generally three controls on the spine. Mm-hmm. I only animate, I only animate the middle one. And I was like, wait, you don't even animate the top and bottom control. And he's like, no, he's like, I just animate the second one and the hip. And I feel like I can get good poses and I can uh, tweak my curves. And that just blew me away. Cause I was like, I was like, how are you not animating the whole spine? You know? Cause I, I'm the type of, I'll just grab all three and I'll just start curling. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and he was like, and you know, the proof was on the screen, right? He was getting, and I was like, that's amazing. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to try that. And, um, and, and a senior animator who was sitting beside me actually, or that was not in the discussion, but he was kind of just like listening. Cause we were just talking he like turned and he goes and he was basically like like that was like he was basically like that was an awesome conversation like like, i feel like everybody should have just listened to it and it would help them right and i was kind of like i was like everyone should listen to this you know like everyone should like so so for me when i do the anim breaks uh break interviews like i basically wanted i treat it as like there's a third animator in the room Uh right and we're just like, we're just like, just being very casual, right? And and I I ask the questions that I always wish I could ask, mm. right? And a lot of times they're just like, you know, pretty obvious questions. But I find that, um, just like in class, sometimes the obvious questions are the ones that aren't always answered. Right, right. They're just assumed, and nobody's really kind of you know, um, so. I try to like dig it. And so why I call it Adam break is because um, I specifically was wanting to hear the breaking in story. Um, okay. I get that question a lot from, from students, which is like, kind of like, how did you break in? And I can only give my perspective. And I think it would help to hear um, so many different perspectives. And a lot of times when I hear breaking in stories, I wish I could ask follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm listening to something, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like, Cause like a lot of times it's like, it's like, Oh, you know, I went to school and then I, I, uh, you know, I got my foot in the door here and then I went to this other company. You're like, wait, wait, you're like, wait, how did you get, what happened? Like, like how was the interview and stuff like that? So like, that's, the, that's like the kind of moment I want to like focus in on. Cause, Very cool. Cause students generally are like, how, like, like, I know you got, like you got your foot in there, but like, how like, did you, you know, did you meet somebody blah, 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 or whatever. Right. So just trying to like, kind of like, um, you know, spread that and, and hopefully that gives people good value. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I, that's why I appreciate doing these podcasts. And I love just what you mentioned earlier, the fact that you got these rejection letters and use that time that you had that you were teaching to, there is no easy paths. It's a matter of hard work and dedication and use that. And I think that's just one of those great informations that when people are listening to this interview, they're like, Oh yeah, I got, you know, and keep motivating them. So yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I think, yeah, I think the like the kind of you know the, 
the blanket thing that I always tell people is like, I think sometimes, you know, I like to tell, I like to give people perspective on the stories and stuff like that, but it's also good to remind people that like, um, sometimes when people are asking that question or different questions like that, um, they're looking for like a magic pill, you know, mm -hmm. they're like how they're like, Oh, that's how you did it. That thing. Right. And like, but in reality, it's like the reason why like everybody has their kind of breaking in point, but there is no breaking in point without those like thousands of hours spent right, right. working. Right. Yep. And, and it's easy to basically be like, listen to some, somebody talk and basically be like, Oh yeah. Like all I need to do is just do that. Right. Like hit up, hit up this person at this mixer or hit up this person online. But it's like, well, yeah, that's under the assumption that you've put in like thousands of hours, right? <laughs> There's no escaping. Like every single person I know of this industry, animator or not, like they put in the hours, mm -hmm. right? They didn't, yeah. just, they didn't just do student assignments and then submit that and get a job kind of thing, right? Right. So. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we'll put, the, uh, put a plug in that. I know you do them via Facebook, right? Yeah. I, yeah. So that's, I do it through Facebook Live and, and it, it's, it, the main reason is to get the um, the real time comments. So we take viewer questions while we're talking, and I might look this. into that for some of these podcasts. I've been kind of tinkering that in my head to see how it's that fun. would work. Yeah, you should, uh, I, it's definitely worth a try because it's a uh, um, yeah. You you get these things where after the fact, uh -huh. you you see the questions or the, in the comments, and you're like, oh, I guess I could have touched on that. Right, right. right. But yeah. when it happens real time, it's 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 a cool. It's a cool thing, I think. So. All right, all right. We'll keep a uh, show notes in there. I know it's on you've done it on Facebook, but also you have a YouTube for that, so we'll get that and put that in the notes. Um, Jason, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's always great talking with guys like you. You know, it's it's like you mentioned the Anna breaks. Everybody's got a, a cool perspective and a unique um, input. So I just I really appreciate your time very much and no, appreciate I'm, you teaching here at iAnimate. Yeah, no, it's uh, I. You know, animate's great. I, I, I've been like, I can't believe two years has flown by. <laughs> it's amazing seeing like people in the industry now and stuff like that. So sweet. Then, yeah, I love I love the podcast you do too. I mean, your 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 stuff has definitely inspired inspired Adam Break and all stuff like that. So very cool. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you very much. All right, well we'll catch you another time. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm.